she would kill me if I said that shit. And I, I it's funny, right? You know, that's how we started the podcast. I was like, oh yeah, like that was back when you were an AKA, and she was like, I'm always gonna be an AKA. She corrected <laughs> me real quick. Like I was like, oh okay. Like I didn't know it was like that, but now nah, the the AKAs take that very seriously. Yeah, every fraternity, every frat and soror, soror, sorority and fraternity always take that serious. Definitely if they in a D9. Nah, bro. Listen, man. Listen, to cross the burning sands, it takes a lot, bro. So she she earned her pearls. I'll say that much. Nah, she, uh, you know, <laughs> shout out to her for that. Shout out to my sister, man. But yeah, sh- shout outs to her, man. It was How- a good... Never mind. I can't say that. Whatever, whatever. No, I can't say. I can't. Nah, I can't say that. I can't say the joke. It's a quote, but it's a pushiesty quote. Okay. Well, (laughs) (laughs) how are you doing this week, (laughs) man? Um, I can't complain, man. Um, one thing I've learned over the past week or so is you just can't stop the rain, man. In the words of Lamar, you can't stop the rain. You can't so, stop the rain. You can't stop the rain when it starts to fall. Anybody that's hearing this, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the BMF show. You definitely got to watch it. How many episodes in are there? Uh, I think this is episode seven so far. I think they have, well, episode seven comes out this week. They So it was some weird stuff, right? So... 50 has this weird relationship with the net with that with the network stars that hosts uh BMF, right? Okay. Like he's threatened before when he owned power. He threatened to take the show off the network. I remember he's, he's like, yo, if I don't get my way, I'm taking the show off the network. And the show, this network is gonna go go down. So I guess episode seven was supposed to release over the weekend, released last Sunday. Um it didn't, and I guess they pushed it to the week later. So somehow it was some weird stuff of like they put out the episode and then they took it off and said, "No, we're putting it out next week." And this happens to be the episode with with Eminem in it, as, <laughs> as well as uh, this is actually the episode of the Fifty Cent directed. So it's it's interesting, man. Like. Um, yeah, so long story short, he he's been having some words. He's been having an not even an exchange. He's just been fifty centing his way with them. So because they kind of like pulled the sh- they pulled the episode, but you know uh, this will be the one show that I watch for the podcast. I will make an effort, an honest effort, to watch up to episode seven of the BMF show before the next episode. Actually, I don't know because this is a late recording, so maybe not that soon. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make an effort. Yo, yo, listen, man. I'll put it like this: fifty. Because so I found a tweet from Fifty Cent that was in August, where he was like, "Yo, so I directed this episode seven for BMF. Y'all gonna like it?" Da da da. And he was like, "Yo, the same technology they use for the the Irishman. Okay. They use the same technology for Eminem in this in this show." So, I weirdly enough, he aged Eminem to look like his younger self. Jesus. Okay. I didn't know they started using that in uh, shows now. You know, the first time I actually saw that used, I think it was for um, Iron Man 3 or Iron or Civil War or something like that. Oh, I'm really? Sure it was Civil War because, yeah, that's 
they were doing like a flashback and it was about uh you know tony stark's parents and blah 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 you gotta watch okay. the movie it's good yeah i have to i have to check it out I'll, I'll check that out while you check out bmf man okay well yeah so How- i mean well, go ahead. My bad. Well, well, no. I was, well, I I didn't want to deter you because I I mean I had told you how I was. I wanted to see how you've been, man. Oh man, you know I'm actually all right. I took out time to listen to Ransom and Rome Street's album. Oh word, what you think about it? It's great, man. I'm not gonna lie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I was listening to it today on the way home. I was like, oh, this is like kind of nice. I was uh Ransom. Ransom really was doing his thing you know what i mean and i was just like really uh, appreciating that i like rum streets too don't get me wrong he was rapping as well but ransom was like really killing it i think you know an easy one for me right now is pray for the week mm, mm. now nah, i ain't mad at that that's a good one also i can't i don't even remember the the name of all the songs but i think i said it in one of the other episodes like it the whole out al- this whole that whole album is really good that whole album was really good. And like, I don't know. I don't think I even disclosed this to you allow yet. But for me so far, the same way I had Kerr last year, to mm. me, Ransom is probably like my top pick this year in terms of like the best. Con- like he's put out like five projects this year. I haven't listened to any of them, you know, that's because I nah, I I've been sleeping on Ransom. I'm not going to lie. Yo. Like I need to listen to some of this shit because he was really like rapping and like he was really rapping, like really uh I don't know, I enjoyed it, man. Bro, listen, you gotta check it out. Like he had um I think to me, one of my favorite projects from him so far is Crime Scenes, which came out like earlier. Like I think Crime Scenes came out in April, then seven came out in May. Damn, hold on. Has he been doing like a project every month then? I mean, possibly. Are they all EPs? Yeah, they're all EPs, but they're like, they're all, yeah, they're all EPs, like seven, like seven songs, eight songs or whatever like that. But still to be putting out that much work in like a small period of time, then I think yeah, director's cut scene three. Oh no, that was last year. But now nah, he's been putting, long story short, he's been putting out some great music. Uh, to be honest with you, I really feel like he should, now I don't think he would, because I think after the career he's had, I think he's probably happy being a, a, a independent solo artist. But if he became a new addition to Griselda, or if he became honestly, if not Griselda, I would love to see him in Patchwork with uh, Conway. Because him, I think it's him, Conway, Rome Streets have a song called "Kill All Rats." The beat is amazing. I think I think Rome Streets had a great verse, but I also think. Ransom had the best verse on that song. Ransom has been on a run. I will say that. Shout outs to Ransom, man. Shout outs to Ransom, bro. But I'm glad you listened to it though. Yeah, man. I enjoyed it. And you know, like I I had a feeling it was gonna be good. I just didn't think it was gonna be like I didn't expect to like it the way I did. That's what I'll say. Mm. Oh, so you was really rocking with it then. Yeah, man. I was listening to it, man. I didn't even have a time to uh read into this memoir that Will Smith put out. Yo, he did put out a, a a memoir. I think it's called Will. It's like the it's the book. I think is just called Will or something like that, or Will the book. But he sat down with Oprah um, to kind of just start talking about this book or whatever. But I did see a little bit about it. But apparently, it to me, what it comes across as is like a tell-all. Okay. 
it seems like his memoirs or his tell-alls, I think he disclosed something about his son when his son had uh, asked to like break away from the family. So he had, I think he had said something about how that was devastating. It, it seems like I, it may be, it may be interesting. I saw something about that today and I'm, I'm just like, okay, well, if you want to know the way Will Smith really feel, felt about some of these situations, like, you know, I guess it would be kind of cool to read this book and whatever. I think yeah. it's like interesting with everything going on. Like, I wonder if like, you know, everything is just surrounding this like memoir. I think he had a short or like a, what a series that came on recently. I don't know. He may have, I'm not sure. And then uh, this Jada Pinkett stuff is like all very like at once. Timely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Timely. Yeah. Very timely, man. Because that, that's the first thing I thought about was the Jada Pinkett thing, especially after like her just coming out and like her having her disclosing her, her thoughts on like her and Will. Or right. whatever. So I don't know. I think I think people will probably get some of that, those details also. I'm not sure how much because I you would think that would have been like the press. I feel like the press would have ran with it, but right. Who knows, man? Yo, I just thought about something. What's that? You know what we didn't do? What's that? We didn't tell the people what episode this is. Wow. We didn't even we didn't even do an introduction. Wow, that's, that's crazy. crazy. You're right. Where yo, where is Lyle when you need him? He would have been like, Nodge will do it now. And we would have been straight. He wouldn't have said <laughs> it like that. <laughs> he would have asked me politely, like friends do, you know? <laughs> hey hey Nigel, would you mind? <laughs> hey, Nigel, kind sir. Nigel, Nigel, do the intro. <laughs> Sarah, could you please start? And I'd be like, all right, you know, I got it. Nigel, do the intro now. <laughs> now. Um well I mean I'll I'll do it to save you because I'm not gonna ask. I'm gonna just say just I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh yo, what's going on, everybody? You checking that out? It's Spence from the Holly Advised Podcast. This is episode 81. Two of us are here today. The other amigo, big cozy, the boss Don himself, the grand champion, the chief, the tribal chief. He's out there pillaging the world pillaging through through all what needs to be pillaged through to become as successful as he possibly can so he's not here but i am here with one half of the tag team champions of the world otherwise known as hill jackson relaxing no g jackson hill jackson what's going on brother not so bad what's Um, going on brother chilling out you know i am chilling out with spence St. Kitch, we are here. I'm not going to go into the whole Amigos, blah, blah, blah. You you did that. You know what I mean? This time for, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to save that this week. Um, Welcome back. This is episode 81 and we are here and probably the closest we are to releasing a podcast near podcast day. It's kind of interesting, actually. I like it, listeners. I'm not going to lie. Tell yeah, us if you that, like it. Yeah, no, nah, I definitely do. Definitely do. I mean, there's a, I mean, there, there were some things that happened over the course of like the past, since the last time we checked in with the, with the listeners. What's that? I know that, huh? What's that? I mean, I know there was a couple of things. I know, um, I've been seeing a lot about like the, uh, I've seen a couple of things about like these elections lately, local elections. I, I want to remind people, make sure you go out and vote, register to vote. Hopefully you register to vote. Yeah. Make sure you go out and vote. Make sure you 
Because that at the local level is where it all counts at. So, I mean, like that's what I'll say. Like, definitely, it's a. I was listening back to an old episode, and now we were talking about elections and whatnot. And pretty much, long story short, you know, it's cool to vote for your president, but um, you know, there's people who actually decide things that go on in your neighborhood, and you can vote for them, and you know, actually have a little bit more of a decision, or at least you know, participate. But that's your choice. Yeah, I mean, but. If I say this though, right? If they choose not to participate in a local election, just know that there's certain things that certain decisions you you don't have a chance to have a say in by not casting your vote. So I want to say that one. And secondly, if they choose not to vote in the local election, hopefully in their case, hopefully Kanye runs again. See? And they can vote and they can vote for Kanye. Kanye I was mean, trying to make very cheap shoes. I'm not sure if you saw the Joe Rogan interview. Nah. You gotta well, watch well, it. Well, I I watched I watched the interview, but I watched the interview. I just don't remember the part you're talking about. Mm, okay. Hold on. So what what do you mean? Are you talking about when he was he was it the interview where he's saying like he wanted to make shoes for like the basketball team in Chicago or, or something like that? Nah, he was talking about making some really cheap shoe and selling it for like ten dollars a pop. Oh, strawberries. that's what he's doing starberries i mean i guess but like i'm not mad at him for having the ambition to do that you know what i mean yeah oh yeah i mean i think at his point at i think at the point that he's at now he financially he he's in a space where he can do more and still make some type of margin he can do he can do more for less and make a margin he was the Elon to, uh, you know, Noriega's Joe Rogan. Nah, that is a fact, man. They had Kanye up. They, yo, I don't, I now I totally understand what he means by this GTA thing, right? Because in his GTA, I guess, which is that there's a, we have to break that down. Cause I, I don't know if you understood what he, I don't know if everybody understood what he was saying, but it made sense. What do you go ahead and explain your thoughts? Well, well, before I get to that, right? Like, well, well, actually, let me take a step back. Let me explain that to better explain the what the whole Joe Rogan thing. Okay. So, so in his mind, he's like, "Yo, this not life is a game," but in his mind, he's like, "Yo, life is a modern day GTA." From my understanding, right? Which is not too far fetched in terms of what we see on social media and what happens in this world. No, you're right. <laughs> like, there's, there's some wild <laughs> stuff going on. Yeah, for sure. The, yeah, oh, definitely, man. Like, I mean, shoot, look at when uh, Kanye said, um, what was it? It was Kanye speaking on, oh, no, it was on Click, I think. Or it was some, it was one of these old songs. It was like one of the songs from like 10 years ago or a little less than that, um, where he was like, something about like, watch, you could watch someone get killed on YouTube, right? And then, unfortunately, now, like, I always think about that bar when, like, with the whole thing with the kid that got killed on live and stuff like that. It's so weird because it's like you see what he's saying. You get what he's saying. Like, he saw it then before it was as harsh as it is today. But, like, in his mind, like, he his parallels is just like, oh, this is like anything can happen. The same as GTA. And, I mean, I don't like the parallel he used with Kobe. Because he was like, yo, a helicopter flew into the mountain on the same route that I, like, I take my kids. He's like, this is GTA, bro. 
I didn't really care for that analogy, but um, yeah, like to me, I guess from what Kanye sees it is like, yo, it's a user face, is a a user experience. So you make your decisions good or bad, and you just pivot. It seems like, and it, to him, he's like, yo, I only live once, so I may be, I could be completely off. Who I can't read Kanye's mind. So what did you take from that? No, I mean, you could be right. And that's actually like a decent way to look at it. I didn't look at it like that. I just saw it as like the everything being so crazy in the world. You know what I mean? I, I just took it as that. Like, there's just so much stuff going on. Like, hey, like, it's it's like almost mirroring some of the craziness of what's going on in some of these games. That's what I took it as. No, I mean, I, I think those all, I think that parallels as well, though. Because, I mean, if you think about it, in GTA, you can do anything. Well, that's that's the thing, right? Like sometimes we'll be like looking at videos of the stuff going on. It's like people like and doing wild shit in the streets. You know what I mean? Like just speeding off, like you know, racing like into people. Sometimes like it's crazy, and this is just the stuff that's online, like visibly. You don't even have to really look for it. Yeah, man. Yo, listen, man. It gets kind of crazy. It definitely gets kind of crazy. And I think, yeah. and I think we kind of saw like some of. I think Kanye was kind of showing some of that in terms of like some of the conversations are just oh i'll put like this anything can happen right and we'll kind of get into it a little bit more but kanye kind of showed us how anything in jesus this gta world of his (laughs) can really happen but um, you really do have to be prepared like yeah man it's beautiful man it's beautiful beautiful. i thought when i was listening to him speak in the interview though like i I, um, you, you know, I, I was nice to hear him kind of speak on some of the stuff that we've all been like wandering about and like have like it come straight from the horse's mouth. You know what I mean? Because we all want to know about this Drake and him beef. You know what I mean? Like it's it piques people's interest. He spoke on that. He said a lot of stuff about a lot of people. You know what I mean? But like, I don't think he like was overly malicious towards a lot of people in this one. You know what I mean? But he definitely was like speaking his mind. And I thought it was kind of cool, actually. I love this interview. But see, that's the thing, right? I, I I do agree. I think he was speaking his mind. And I think it was kind of I think it was pretty cool to be able to see him just be in a space where he can just express himself and let Kanye just run with no reins in uh, in so many words, right? Only thing for me was that like I I, I did like I did enjoy the whole conversation about Drake. And like that whole aspect of like, oh, you know, yeah, I'll do a versus with him. But if I did a versus, I would have to do like a, a ultra versus, which isn't too far fetched. It's not. Yeah. I mean, in his case, he had he I think the thing the thing that reminded me, the thing that sunk in the most from this interview was the fact that this guy has been around for like 25 plus years. He's been around. He's been in the music game for 25 years at least. He's been producing. I think he was a ghost a ghost uh, producer for like D dot D dot. And I'm like back in the day, I think it was D dot. No, it wasn't D dot. Um, I forget his name. Um, you know, exactly. It's the, produ- it's his no ID. I think he okay. was the, yeah, I think he was like a ghost producer for no ID. Maybe D dot as well. I'm not sure. I don't think D dot was the person that I'm thinking of, but he was a, he was a ghost producer back then in the nineties. So he's been around since then till now. So, I mean, he has every right to feel like he he could go against Drake, but at the same time, it was weird, man. Like, 
I feel like this interview showed more of how his mind worked because when he talked about Drake, it went from like, oh, nah, I'm not fooling. Like, oh, nah, we're cool to, yeah, I think I'm better than him. But like, then it's like, how am I supposed to, you could tell there, you can tell he's only cool with Drake because of a, he has no problem with Drake due to a greater mission. Because it seemed to me, it seemed like it was, it got weird when he would talk, praise Drake and then be like, yo, but you running around here acting like you were smashing my wife. I mean, like that would make me mad too, though. You know what I mean? It, like, <laughs> like, like you know, he's not he's not wrong for feeling that way. But like, my uh, it sounds like it sounds like he was just like, hey, look, you got to understand how that how that looks. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. And he's like, okay, I, I get you know you're gonna play your games and shit, da 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 da. But like, you know, chill with that. But. No, nah, but I mean, like that's that's the way. I don't know their their whole beef is is interesting to me. So like, but he, I go ahead. Well, no, I was gonna say he. But the thing is, he did break. Like their beef is so interesting, but he broke it down in a way that, to me, I think we, I think most of us already understood this perspective, especially right. when they're as successful as they are. This Kanye West in his twentieth practically 20th some odd career 20th year in his in his career it seems like probably 25th well yeah blueprint because he produced on blueprint one he produced half of blueprint one which came out in 2009 2001 so he's been at least since then he's been like he's been one of those guys at least just even just saying since then since 2001 from the producer side to eventually fading over into the music side and so on and so forth from which he would become. Man, Kanye just, it shows you that someone of Kanye's stature with that type of accolade and someone with Drake's type of accolade, it's not possible for them to ever become physical, you know? No, they definitely won't. Yeah, I mean, that's why he explained, like, it's professional It's professional rap at this point. Do you think he was was overly malicious with uh, the Big Sean or John Legend thing he said? Um, the Big Sean thing, I I think so only because it seemed like like it. My thing is this, right? To be like, oh, you know, I'm not I'm not fooling him because pretty much they didn't support me during the campaign. Okay. Then it's you should be happy. You should thank me. I changed. I changed millions. I, I changed your whole family. But then you find out, oh, well, you owe Big Sean $6 million. And you refuse to kind of have any contract. Uh, you're not willing to fulfill whatever arrangement that y'all are trying to, that he's trying to work out with you. So it's kind of, to me, I think that was a little overboard, especially from a tweet. Big Sean was saying that him and Kanye took him pictures together after that interview. They had spoke after that interview, took pictures, and then found out like, "Yo, you were talking crazy about me like a couple hours ago." Yeah. So I think that was malicious, but like, I don't know. I, I mean, when it comes to someone like John Legend, I'll just wait. I don't. I don't know. It's John Legend, bro. I'm not really I, <laughs> like I'm favorite, great singer, amazing singer, beautiful family, all of that. But it's, I don't know. It's like that whole. I mean, it probably didn't age well, but like Riley said, you lost. Well, you lost your girl to Usher. It's like, are we really going to talk about Usher right now? 
I mean, maybe that's not the best, probably the best analogy, but. Right. Well, my thing is this, right? After all, this whole interview went down and whatnot, you know, I guess Kanye West must have been in a chapel in, in Texas. And, you know, suddenly, uh, you know, Jay Prince appeared and they had to have like a meeting and it was on video and they put it out and you know, it seems like he wants to squash the beef with uh, Drake on December 7th. Does he? Or it looked like, to me, it looked like <laughs> he was given the phone and someone was holding the camera and Jay Prince said, not Jay Prince, but someone said, read this. Like Jay Prince said, Kanye learned to understand things after I explained it in a way that had never been explained to him before. I'll like, just put it like this, right? <laughs> Jay, Jay Prince seemed very pleased by the way it happened at the end of the video. And he only said one word. Beautiful. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, what was the caption that he had? Because he, all I know is this was the best part of that whole caption. Because he, he, he posted about this, right? Mm. And he said, part of the caption said, Ye received this, Ye received this well and said thanks because he never had anyone that sat him down and explained things to him the way I did. <laughs> <laughs> like he has a way with words, man. Yeah. And the crazy part is if you that whole caption that Jay Prince puts up is very interesting because it's like I'll I'll just read just the beginning of it. I met with Kanye West last night at H Town at the at some Roku chapter chapel. It wasn't in my plans to meet him there, but I must say I'm glad I didn't allow a worship place for God to deter our meeting. That sounds janky already. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking there, the same shit. I was like, oh, God. There will come a time in life where we all should embrace the move, the movement thinking over the moment thinking. Moment thinking gets us stuck in a cycle of confusion, revenge, killings, and things of darkness that take you to a place worse than slavery. Movement thinkers dream of a better tomorrow, a better picture, longevity choices, and humbling themselves to forgive. They don't allow fear and pride to stunt their growth, and they're always looking for a good and looking good in every situation. That's where the leaders. That's where leaders. And, hold on. Oh, that's where the leaders are separated from the followers. So I met with Ye to pass on a message from my brother Larry Hoover, who said he would like to see a peace with the two of them. And then it was, Ye received this well and said thanks because he never had someone, had anyone that sat him down and explained things to him the way I did. I'm looking forward to all of us working together in unison to elevate our community, communities around the world. Jay Prince. Hey, man, the power is that be, you know what I mean? That's all that is like, you know, the, yeah. that's, that's all it is. Yo, listen, bro, I'm going to just say this, right? So one, I'm not upset about, I'll put it this way. Do okay. I believe Kanye had a choice in it? No. Do I think, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Do I think Kanye had a choice in it? No. Okay. He looked like a, did he look like a kid that was forced by his parent to read an apology letter in front of the class for acting up last, the other day? Yes. The thing that I think is honorable about this is he's been on a mission to get Larry Hoover out of jail for yes. a while now. And I'm not sure if some people may be familiar with it, may not be, but Jay Prince and previous Ghetto Boy albums and I think a few other albums across the Rap-A-Lot records, <clears throat> primary Ghetto Boys and maybe some Scarface, 
he has conversations with Larry Hoover. There's phone conversations between Jay Prince and Larry Hoover back in the 90s that were recorded and put in put on albums. I didn't know. So that. yeah. So like there's skits on like I think the Ghetto Boys album, whereas just Larry Hoover and Jay Prince talking to each other. So they have they've had a relationship for 20 years, 20 plus years. So I'm not surprised. I that part doesn't surprise me. It's just the fact that it looked like Kanye did not want it. Look to me, it seems as though Kanye picked a place like, yo, he's not, no one's going to shoot me or punch me in a church. He didn't look like he was uh, <laughs> happy to be there. I'll put it like that. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't smiling. Oh, of course not. He, he didn't look up at the camera. He read off the phone. <laughs> He literally looked at his phone and he said, wanted to make sure his words were right. That's all it was. Yeah, no, it wasn't his word because they weren't his words. The words on the phone. <laughs> he wanted to make sure he, he was very clear. That's why he didn't pick up his head. Jeez, man. You, had, I, you never had to read clearly. You had to put your face real close to something. See, listen, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. Listen, bro. I just saw Kanye West in a leather jacket with leather gloves and shades on, smoking weed with Nori, talking about this is GTA. This is my GTA. And then all of a sudden it's like, yo, that GTA, bro, don't even pay that GTA stuff. Don't even pay attention to it, man. I apologize. I don't want no problems. He told me I don't want no problems well, with you, so I don't want no problems with you. Let's let's. I will say one thing. It didn't seem like he was saying all that stuff about Drake to say like. I have. I want to fight Drake or anything like that. He was. Just, it seemed like he was just like bringing light to what was going on. I mean, I felt you. Are you talking about from the Nori interview? Yes. And Dream Champs. Oh yeah. I mean, I I feel like he was bringing light to it, but at the same time, it's like you can tell there's something there, right? Where it's like, yo, I need um, I need uh, I need some, I need some time. Not time, but. I need to be able to talk. I need to be able to just get my opinions and my thoughts out and say whatever I want on Nori's drink champs. But at the same time, I'm letting you know, there is it. I don't have a problem with you. It's the same way, like how you cannot have a problem, how you can not care for someone, but not, it's not a problem. Right. It's not like I'm looking, it's not like I'm Shay Davis, right? right. Shay, shout out to Shay Davis. Cause yeah, I remember there was an old interview where he was talking about a rapper. I'm not going to say who. Um, and he, had a beef with them and he was like he was like yo they're a new york rapper they claiming they this that and the third so i just dissed them on a song and then i called them and was like yo do we have a problem do you do you have a problem with what i said if so we can fight in your hood <laughs> yeah yo shay davis yo a fun fact about shay davis actually i'll save it i'll save the fun fact because we'll talk we'll bring it up i'll be able to bring it up later but uh, uh well <laughs> I know, like something, uh, you know, a little bit more serious. Unfortunately, was uh, the Astro World event that happened recently. Um, I, I, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think eight people um, died at the event, and they were um, th there was supposedly, which we're not sure of the facts, but it's been reported that someone was in the crowd injecting people. Um, another, you know, with what? With a drug. Another, you know, reporter is just saying that people were just getting really rowdy and, you know, that eventually happened, which is unfortunate. There's like, you know, um, 
younger people who in the crowd who passed away too unfortunately and all this and it's like turning into like a, a sad situation like you know i mean it's definitely sad because people lost their lives in the first place but Absolutely. you know definitely r.i.p to those people and uh it's 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 kind of a weird situation oh yeah it it really is it's definitely a weird situation i mean it for one I do want to send my condolences to the families of those that lost somebody, those that were that attended there. Cause there's, I'll put it like this. There is not, there is the likelihood of that being us isn't too far fetched. If Astro world was, listen, if Astro, no, right. if Astro world was like closer to us in vicinity and it's a weekend thing and it's trapped, I'm not the biggest Travis Scott fan, but I was a big fan of his when he first started. So I like his music. Of course, I would go to Astroworld. It's an experience. So it's like, it's not too far-fetched. Like, I, I'm not sure about you, but I did have one of my friends contact me because she wasn't sure if I was actually out there. Mm. So, like, it's, it's one of those weird things where it's like, you really do pray for those and just hope something like this never happens again. And, yeah, it, it just sucks. But I, I also know that that Travis Scott is probably taking, like, a crazy hit off of this because I – from my understanding, he didn't really make money. Well, Astroworld is not uh Astroworld is a show though. So I mean I don't, like, think, I don't think he makes money off of his shows like that. But. I think he's lost a couple endorsements and whatnot, but just like this whole situation seemed to have like a ripple effect. Like now you're seeing like and not to say that people haven't done this before, but uh you're seeing like people are putting out videos of different, you know, artists on stage checking on people in the crowds and making sure everybody's all right and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I think last time I heard about like something freak a freak accident like this was probably <clears throat> probably like six seven years ago. I think that was when Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa were performing, and that front row that was like near them, I think it collapsed. Mm. Yeah, I remember. I do remember that. That was a few. That was about six seven. That was probably about six years ago. Because this is probably when. Might be longer than that because I remember this is like I remember seeing that on World Star. I remember uh the Ariana Grande situation that was it was unfortunate because like you know I think it was at some type of festival or whatnot and I think somebody had like you know some stuff out and it a lot of people got hurt, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How so I got a question then. So with this happening, and I even saw Drake post something about sending his condolences to those that that lost some that either got hurt or lost somebody in that during that uh show right in terms of travis scott what do you think the reception will be when he now that now that this has happened he's lost some deals from it what how do you think this is going to play out for him because like I, i think someone like him who makes great music a lot, one of the biggest things for him is like similar to like Camp Flognock to some extent, right? Where he he's at that echelon where he can have, he can run his own thing for the most part, right? He can have his own show. He can run his own three-day show, show if he wanted to and have different artists come, right? What do you think this, how do you think this impacts him now? Like moving forward, because I don't know about you, but I have no ambition to go to a show of his anytime soon just because of this. Well, the thing is, I've I've actually seen like Travis Scott perform before and he's a good performer. So like to me, like the way I see it affecting him is 
I think people are going to go see him if they really want to go see him. Like, I, I don't think it should be kind of put on Travis Scott's shoulders either because, like, just because you less like, uh, you know, like EDM artists, and I don't want to say, like, anyone in particular, but, like, their music is, like, almost made to, like, get hyped too. You know what I mean? So, like, right. it, to that was the mistake, or I should say the act, of somebody who chose to do that in that crowd. And it's unfortunate that he did that, but that has nothing to do with Travis Scott. You know what I mean? He didn't make that guy happen. He didn't encourage that guy to do that. You know? Hold on. What dude are you talking about? The guy. Well, if what they're saying is true about the guy injecting people or whatever. Mm. Well, even then, I, I, my thing, and granted, I only took, I only took off what I, I, I took from what I saw on social media and like right. the some of the like skimming through some different reports. Wasn't it like some somehow it got like kind of out of hand where people are like rushing the stage or like trying to rush closer or something like that? And then it kind of just was like a freak accident to some well, extent, right? Like I said, they're saying it was either that or the crazy guy. It's one of the two. Oh, really? Supposedly. Okay. 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 Now that makes sense then. I mean, I mean, either way, though, I think it's going to have some it, it'll have some impact. I wouldn't be surprised if it's harder to. I think in terms of filling his shows, I don't think it's going to be easy to pack out a show like he once was able to. I think it's going to take I think this is going to take some some time. Now, granted, the beauty of humans is that we forget so quickly. Definitely when you're a fan of somebody. Yeah. And the music's good. So it wouldn't be surprising if in the next six if he stays, if he stays low for a few months, it wouldn't be surprising if this is like behind them. Cause I, I know there was some stuff I saw about like people saying like, Oh, this was like a, a sacrificial thing and all this craziness. It's Jesus, yo, man. yo, the minds of humans are, is very interesting, man. Very interesting. Well, I mean, I know a lot of humans right now are investing in bitcoins. So like, if you oh. are one of those humans, then you wouldn't be doing so bad right now if you were like had invested maybe five, six years ago. Nah, that's a fact. And speaking speaking of Bitcoin, man, shout outs to Money Man. Shout outs to Money Man, bro. Like I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's um he's a rapper, right? Rapper out of I think out of Atlanta. He's like makes scam rap and all of this stuff. I've been listening to I listened to him for a few years now. He apparently him and Ghazi, who's the owner of Empire runs Empire. Guys, he gave him a million dollar advance, right? Okay. But in a million dollars in Bitcoin. So hold on, wait. He got a million dollars, million dollars in Bitcoin today or like before? Today. Even still, that's a pretty damn good thing. You know what I mean? Look, like that's fam. That's amazing for a rapper to get his advance as Bitcoin instead of cash. Well, I mean, speaking of like you know the that's uh, amazing those local elections earlier, some of those politicians are taking some of their paychecks in Bitcoin. It's smart. It's definitely smart. It's, it's at that point, it's like profit sharing, right? Where you, you still take a risk of the comp of the stock, not performing well, but Hey, you, you're putting your money. somewhere. you're putting your money in an asset that has a potential of growing. Like when Ghazi sent him the million dollars, right? So, so funny is that, I watched the screen, the screen recording, I guess, of Ghazi sending the million dollars of Bitcoin to um to Money Man, right? 
as soon as he sent it, that million dollars became like $999,000 in Bitcoin, right? But then I guess money, not money bag, but money man, he ended up showing like the, showing it and it was like, oh, it's at, um, it was at like a million, a million five. To me, I think this is groundbreaking for artists because this, this gives an artist a chance to actually make money or, or actually not mess up the money. Now, granted, depending on someone, like someone like Money Man, he's like, a, he's built a ground up. So he shouldn't, it, there's only so much that the label should really be having to give or have to add to. But at this point, man, I think that's, that's amazing. Especially when it's someone like Empire who's like, prides themselves on like independent deals for the most part well i think it's cool like as far as just the cryptocurrency part of it because you know like if you believe in crypto or i should say specifically um bitcoin the way a lot of people do there's this thing that goes on like every four years where um and i don't know the specifics of it i'm not a crypto expert you know by any means but um supposedly there's this thing that happens every four years um where bitcoin is halved and you can only get but so much more Bitcoin as you're mining it for all the Bitcoin miners. So essentially, every time that happens, the price is supposed to jump a lot. The last time I think the price jumped, it was like from 16 to like in the 60s, the 60,000s. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. So. Oh wow, that's that's pretty nice then. People are saying that it, the next time should be significantly high as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Like. I, like now granted like i'll say this i don't really know a lot about bitcoin like about cryptocurrencies for the most part but or even just the functionality for the most part i understand like blockchain but mm-hmm. this is like i mean i think that's interesting especially when it's a it's an asset nonetheless right whether whether it becomes regulated or it becomes deregulated at some point at the current moment in time it's an asset so you're able to make money from it so it's I think I think it's great. I think the I think it's all about I think in terms of it becoming a currency, I'm not sure. That part I'm I'm on the fence about, but I think in terms of an asset, I think it's I don't have a problem with it. I think definitely with something like that, you can your money grows over time, especially. It's but I mean man. Yeah, I mean, but one thing I would say to anybody listening to this, do your research before you buy anything, do your financial research, make sure you and make sure when you are investing, you're not putting the house on, hey, Nigel said, I don't want someone saying, oh, Hill Jackson said the money's going to go from 60 to 250. So I need to put, I'm, a, I'm not even going to pay my mortgage for the rest of the year. Hey, nah. Look, you should never bet at all when you have uh, priorities and shit. But what I will say is that you know, definitely do your research and, you know, cryptocurrency seems to be making a wave right now. A lot of people are making a lot of money. Oh yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I think, and I mean, shoot, it, and more people will be, will be making money over the next, over the next couple of years from this. From Bitcoin. Like oh yeah. I mean, who knows? That's the thing. I mean, I think where we are just in, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation in terms of economy, right? but like, I don't know. I think, I think we're in a, I think is a possibility of being in a good place where you're seeing companies beginning, beginning to accept Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, 
which is typically like one of the first steps into like something becoming like, and it's all also being regulated at this point. So, I mean, I think it's a pos- I think there's a lot of possibilities. I think we just have to sit and sit and see where it goes. I mean, at this point, at this point though, I will say this, like I'll keep my eye on it, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it keeps soaring the same way that Summer Walker's career is at this point, bro. So, so go ahead and explain what's going on. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Summer Walker, she dropped her new album, which I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and be like, oh, I listened to it. It was great. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet. I listened and to like, some of it. Oh, really? I did. Really? I what's did. Your, what's your thoughts so far? I, I believe the album's called Still Over It, just to let the listeners know as well. But what's your what's your thoughts on it so far? I liked what I heard. <laughs> She's talented, bro. Yeah, man. Like those songs weren't bad. Like you got like for me when I listen to sh- the stuff that's not rap, right? Like I don't really like I don't listen to it with the same ear. So like if I'm listening to it, I don't. I'm not gonna take it in the same way. So when I you know was listening to it as a just straight up R and B album, I was like, yeah, I like this. I like it quite a bit actually. Yeah. Did you slide down a wall? I did not get that far into it, I don't think, or I didn't catch that. One oh, tip. nah. So there's a meme, right? So with Summer Walker's music, which there, there's this is the irony of this whole album, which I think it was super smart by her and her the her baby dad or her child's father. <laughs> um, I don't really like the term baby dad. Me neither. Yeah. So um, by her child's father, uh, London. So. If you're not familiar, Summer Walker makes a lot of breakup music. Typically, when she makes an album, expect your girl to be tripping. She don't want to be bothered with you. Whatever that argument y'all got into in January, it's November. She's bringing it up again. That picture, the picture you liked, go back to your old girl. What that type of energy. So, like, long story short, the same way Future, I'll put it like this, easiest way to explain it. The same way Future is toxic and encourages, in the way perception would be, he encourages men to be toxic, right? By some, by society standards. Her music pushes you to, pushes from what it sounds like women who are her, the majority of her fans, I would assume, from what it looks, from just the optics of it. It makes them want to break up with their boyfriend or cause drama or make them it it reopens the wound. So it's like the way future the way future is like now I'm back effing my groupies. She's like, yo, I don't, I'm tired of him. You cheated on me, F her, blah, 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 whatever. So she makes I'm, great music though. I will say that. What I think the second song on there is uh called X for a Reason. That song yeah. is actually I like that song. I can't lie, man. It's like very like uh has a nice bop to it, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it does, man. Like it sounds good. Like the music sounds good. I haven't really took out the time to really like digest it like that because I, you know, just listened to it before we got on. I, I didn't pay attention to it. I'm not gonna lie. But now that I listen, say what? Nah, go ahead. Finish it off, Chris. <laughs> nah, I was gonna say like I, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, how many te- How many exes did you text already? 
Like, yo, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we ended. You were never oh, worth it anyway. I, I, I am not I, that type of ass. I found better women after I got done with you. Shit. You, you know what I did You know instead? who I am, baby? I'm Hill Jackson. Summer got me feeling like me again. I put on that key Glock instead. And that's all I did. Glock. Thank yeah. you, Mr. Glock. I, wow, that is such a classic. Oh, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Well, nah, it, it wasn't, it was back to Summer Walker. Um, I don't know if you know this part, right? Okay. But, so her music is about, like, her relationships. So, her first album, which was a hit, which kind of brought her through the door for the most part, well, to the next step, I'll say, um, was produced by her, and it was produced by London, and she sung, right? And this album, London... Who would be, who would eventually become the child, father of her child? In between the first album and this album, she had a kid by him. Somehow they broke up. I think he's like what another chick. And then ironically, he produced half the album from what I'm hearing. Wow, that's crazy. You know yeah. that would really fuck with me. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like if I made an if I made an album. And like me and like one of my ex girlfriends, I worked on it together. That's just never coming out. Why? It, if I feel emotionally attached to it, it's never coming out. But if the songs are like real, like hard, you know what I mean? Then I guess I'll put them out. But they got to be like really good. Not see to me, I think that's well. See, I mean, to <clears> me, <throat> I think that's where music becomes even better. Like I, to me, like if it's now, I guess granted, it depends. Now I feel as though if you, if let's say you was working on a project. You and your ex was like doing it. And then next thing you know, the second half of the project, you and your girl split. She's no longer producing the tracks. And you're just like, yo, I got to get this out. I got I to gotta write this out of my heart. Yo, put it out. I, to me, I, I, to me, I, well, to me, I look at it like this, right? Between that and then like, to me, that's more or less Summer Walker's situation. Okay. But even if I worked on something with like a girl I dated, I don't care. What, what's someone gonna say? Oh, it's like, yo, listen, man. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, yeah, me and her used to date, whatever. No, it's, it's not it, even about the public perception of it. It's like, like I said, if you feel it, it really all feel. Eh, it really all depends on how attached you are to it. You know what I mean? If it's just some songs and they're really good sounding songs, it's like whatever. But like, I think it really all depends on what that person means to you and blah blah blah. If it's just some X, and it's like, it is what it is. But even then, though, like, I mean, I get it. I'm you know not what I'm mad. Saying? I get what you're saying. I'm not mad at it. It To me, it's just like, I don't know. I don't, like, I understand that emotional attachment. So I get that, that part. But it's also like, yo, I'll put too much time in on this. Whether you hear or not, this guy. I hear you on out. that one. <laughs> I, it's different. It's different if it's like that. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. guess she's the only one who really knows like the story behind that. Or maybe we'll end up hearing it one day. Oh, it, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, in her rollout, she definitely like. I think every song is based off a date. Mm. So like over the course of like, I think one song she made during Valentine's Day or is inspired by Valentine her Valentine's Day. So like all her songs on there have like some type of thing, and apparently women have are she also gave women sierra's prayer so i'm quite sure her her followers are happy about that but outside of that though 
I mean, that was cool. It was sultry. But what I was really listening to was probably it was either K Flock or Key Glock, right? And for me, Key Glock was like the main thing I listened to. Yellow tape too. So what you think of that? That to me it was hard. What you think of it? To me, I listened to it. It was the uh first time I listened to a Key Glock uh project. I feel like I would like this album better if I was working out. You know, I like it. It's some some stuff sounded good, don't get me wrong, but I feel like in order to make it all the way through, I need to be like active. I was listening mm-hmm. to it while I was playing Breath of the Wild, the Legend of Zelda game. I'm not sure if you nah, know. that's not. That's you know not, what I mean? Like it just you should be playing Call of Duty or something. Not not yeah. no Zelda, bro. Yeah, man. So you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I gotta I gotta figure out a different time to do that. I, give me give me a good uh, workout morning. Out. You pulled out a sword and said Glock. That's a crazy thing to do. That's a crazy thing to yell while you're pulling out a sword too. Like, <laughs> it's Glock. Like, come on, yo. Nah, I, I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow morning or whenever and see what I can uh see. I'll have a better review next week. Yeah, I, I trust me. I definitely can understand that. Like, th- to me, I like this project. I am a fan of Key Glock for uh, somewhat. Uh, not a big fan of. I won't, I'm not going to sit here and lie, but like, I'm like the major fan of his, but I am a fan of his primarily because of young Dolph was a fan of Dolph when he first kind of like started, started to pop. So I don't know. I, I, I will say I will check this out again, but to me, I think it was a great project. It is the type of project you got to be in like the setting for though. So, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of, I will say this, there's a lot of music coming either music that's came out or is coming out. Um, I know you're excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, before I even get to that, um, <laughs> actually, so there's, there's also another artist I want, <laughs> I wanted to bring up, which is K flock. Okay. Uh, he put out an album. He put out an album on Friday as well. Um, which surprisingly, um, I actually, I've somehow I've been hearing about him just recently, but apparently I guess he got in a fight with Ron Suno at, um, at Rolling Loud or something like that, or Damn. one of these events. So he ended up putting out a project called the DOA Tape, which is pretty hot. Apparently, from my understanding, he's like the new bubbling artist out of the Bronx. So okay, but K- yeah, Fl- out- K Flock, you said? Yeah, K Flock. All right, K A Y Flock. Okay, like Flocka with no A. I give it a listen. I'll see why not. Yeah. Speaking of like New York artists, right? You know okay. how I brought up Shay Davis before, right? Okay. So I don't know if you know this, but this is a fun fact. You know he beefed with Lil Durk before? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? No. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like Shay Davis, uh, initially, he was only the family. That was okay. his whole crew. His crew's called Only the Family. Like, since like 2005. Yeah, for, for a bit now. Yeah, like at least 20 years in. And then when, of course, when Durk came out, it was OTF. So it was he was beefing with Dirk over who was the real OTF at one point. So which was pretty interesting, but a, a fun fact, a fun fact, a fun hip hop fact that most people listening to this will not know. But Jesus, in terms man. of Dirk and himself, I did see something pretty dope. Um, apparently, he's working on the seven two two zero album, mm. seventy two twenty album. Um, I have no idea what those numbers stand for. Okay. I don't care to know. I don't know know if it's like some encrypted language. I don't, but I will say this. um, 
he did say that he's he's pretty much working on his album, the 7220 album. You know, it'll be coming soon. He did drop a song, I think, right after that, which to me was pretty good. But I mean, I'm a Dirk fan. I don't really expect you to like it. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the way I see it is like I'm going to listen to the album because, you know, we do a podcast and I know you're going to listen to the album. So oh, you need something to hate. <laughs> I just know that it will be something that we speak about. So I'm going to do my due diligence and listen to the album, you know, by all means. So <laughs> capping a rap, man. Hey, man, you know, shouts out to little Derek. You know, he's putting out an album and I hope that he's uh, I hope that he's rapping, you know, like he always does. I, you know, you're right. He does rap a lot, right? Here's what on I'll every say. album. Here's what I'll say, right? I hope his beats are diverse. Oh, um, I can see that. I see where you're getting to with that. You get what I'm saying? I, I see where you're getting to with that. I mean, I see it. I can understand that. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I put it like this, though. To me, the the what I expect from Dirk is going to be the exact thing that you and Lau hate from Dirk. So, What's I that? mean... What's that? You don't like all y'all don't like autotune. So I totally understand. That's fine. That's fine. It's that pain rap bullshit. But <laughs> that's a so, so said, I don't even like people with emotions. Just just rap bars. I don't even care about your life. The same thing that made the biggest rapper of all time. The same the very thing that makes the the honestly, I would say some of the not the well, the two biggest rappers of all time, which is Jay-Z and Drake, right? Here's the they thing. They pull right? from that. They pull from that. It's just not with auto tune. I I think their beat selections has definitely been better. That's what I'll say. I think the way they've done it is. I I feel like that's like a a a, a point that's not worth making. Like you know what I mean. Like my thing is this. You know, like I know, Lil Dirk likes to rap over. Like Lyle likes to put it. The pianos and the guitars and shit when he's talking about shit that's going on and blah 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 blah. Okay, cool. I want to hear him t- see. I want to hear him, no. And I'm not saying that shit doesn't matter. Like you know what I mean. Like, but what I'm saying is like I just would like to hear it over just different sounding beats. You can't have like eight of those. You can't. Not for me to like it. You know you gotta you gotta do something else. Luckily, I'm the measuring stick of the culture. And you're you're right. You're right. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Luckily, luckily, I'm the luckily I'm the measuring stick of the culture, man. Luckily, I, I'm the I was mistaken. Stick. That's you yeah. know. You're right. I, I don't. I don't like it. So I, I just. I just. Where, where's the beats, man? I mean, but then again, I, I feel like I feel like you. You probably want more pissed off, like. You say like it's such a problem. <laughs> like twelve songs of pissed off. I you can have. You can I don't want twelve that. songs of anything. Well, Yo, from listen. certain rappers, I do. But like, Yo, I you got it. No, nah, I'm I'm just saying like it can't be. Like I said, if you're gonna rap about what's going on, I need to hear it over, uh, over the different different type of guitars and shit. They they, they can't all sound sad. Uh, that, I mean, if the sad guitar is on like eight of eight of twelve songs. Yo, listen, you listen. Clearly, you're not in this demo. Maybe you're right. Yeah, listen, because my thing is this, right? When it comes to like guitars and stuff, 
I mean, granted, I can bring up other rappers that have used it. I can bring up other rappers that have used it and use it as a core sound throughout like different projects. I'm but not. At the same, but at the same time, you're probably gonna be like, oh, what they have a variance of other music, which Dirk does. It's just we don't listen to the other variants of music he's put out prior to now. Prior I'm, to him coining this sound, we don't listen to the the other variances outside his core fan base. I'm not saying that the guitar is specifically the issue. I'm just saying the way it sounds. It all it sound a lot of it sounds similar, is what I'll say. Whether it has a guitar or not, you know. The, you can feel the music. The music all feels us. I feel you. Mm. I mean, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I do feel the same way about most of it. You're right. <laughs> you're not. You're not lying. <laughs> you're not. Yo, well, hopefully, I'll put it like this, right? They felt the success that Dirk has been having over the past few years over the past year especially not a couple years over the past year especially i think he may be able to fit himself into this new tournament that's about to happen which is smack i'm not sure well listeners those that may be new to the show that didn't listen to the last show or just didn't listen to the last show or two the past couple episodes drake hosted a card with smack called or what with url called um Till death to us part which yep. was like on halloween or the day before halloween well a gift to us is that drake like i said at the when i spoke about it before drake had said he wanted to actually do a tournament where there's a million dollars it's a million dollar prize for a battle rapper so he's first he was saying like oh you know me and my celebrity friends let's put up some bread and let's see what happens well Smack has actually came out and revealed um, from, and this is from a post that I read from um, Big T. Big T posted uh, something saying that uh, the URL Drake event that will be coming up for the the million dollar event from according to Smack, the book, the card is almost full. It's a million dollar tournament and each celebrity is putting up a hundred K to sponsor their the battler of their choice. So I think this should be interesting. Big T wants 50 cent to seeing if 50 cent will put hundred K up behind them. Who knows? But I think this, I think this is going to be the real deal when it comes to battle rap. We already have Idris Alba and I think it was Idris Alba and Jonathan. Um, I forget his last name, but Majors. Idris Alba, huh? Majors. I, I think so. Okay. I, think it was, I think it was Jonathan Majors. Him and Idris Alba, they put up some money, I think, against Charlie Clips versus Chess. Really? Yeah. They Charlie Clips, Charlie Clips and Chess battled each other in Chris Brown's house. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, they battled With Idris each other. Alba and Jonathan Majors there. No, they weren't oh, okay. there, but they, <laughs> they they put money up for the battle. Okay. So they so pretty much Idris Alba and I believe it was Jonathan Majors put up money for the battle, like a wager, right? Like, oh, I'm betting on, I got Charlie Clips, you got chess. Chris Brown hosted the battle. So this looks like this could be something really big. I feel like battle rap is on the cusp. URL is especially. So like this, I think this is a sign that battle rap is in a amazing place and i to me i think with drake being the person holding this or like control not controlling this but he's one of the people steering this shit he steers the shit at the end of the day he's drake 
Smack is smack, but Drake is Drake at the end of the day. The way I see it, man, like, I, I think it's kind of cool for a lot of celebrities to get involved because I feel like, you know, when you have some of the bigger celebrities, that's when, you know, this stuff really starts to get, like, mainstream, like, appeal. And, like, this doesn't necessarily have to be mainstream or whatever, but I think um, getting the most eyes on it as you want or as you can is important. You know what I mean? So when you have names like Idris Alba attached to it or to battle rap in general, that's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Idris Alba, Chris Brown, like Drake, like you have like you're having marquee celebrities at some point. Like they're like Chris Brown is Chris Brown at the end of the day. Love him or hate him. So I think we'll I think there'll be more to see and uh, hopefully we get some more information when it comes to this. But like outside of that's a card that I'm anticipating. But a card that I was anti- that I was anticipating that came and went and was amazing was UFC 68, bro. Listeners, listeners, we told you. Yeah. Bro, listen, Kamaru Usman versus... I, well, I can't even hit on the guy. Kobe Covington, they, had, they finally had their rematch. Well, well hold on. Hold oh, well, on. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything uh, on it. We're, we're going to speak on it, but I just want to let the listeners know that card we had, it was Kobe Covington versus it was Kobe Covington versus Kamaru Usman in a rematch, Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje, um, as well as Rose Namajunez and Rose Nama Rose Namajunez versus Zwang. How you Zang pronounce it? Zhang Weili. And I believe there was Frankie Egger versus Marlon Marlon Chitavera, as well as Shane Burgos versus Quarantillo. So Billy Quarantino. Spence, what fights did you get to watch? I watched this whole main card. All right. I watched all the main card. So so before we get to the main card, <laughs> Bobby Green versus Al Iaquinta. Fuck, oh, I didn't watch it. You need to. Because that it was so crazy. Like just watching that go down. I think that was the most impressive. Well, there was two impressive knockouts that were on the um the prelims because every fight ended in a knockout, but Two more more impressive than the other two, in my opinion. Bobby Green versus Ali Quinta. He kind of went in there and did almost exactly what he wanted to do. It, he he didn't look like he was stressed at all in that fight. He looked very accurate. It was very impressive. Alex Pereira, um, and I'm pretty sure I just mispronounced his name, but Alec. But he um the last he was apparently the last person to knock out Izzy in kickboxing. So he had his uh, UFC debut. And he uh, almost immediately into the second round knocked out his opponent um, with a hmm. flying knee. It was kind of crazy, actually, the way that happened. So shouts Jeez. out to both of them. Nah, that's kind of crazy. I wish, like, I, I'm, like, looking at some of the clips now from the Bobby Green fight. It looks like he's, like, super calm, cool, and collected. Like, I, I don't know, Bobby Green, because Bobby Green's been in, he's been he's been in the UFC for a while now. So it, He's been it, around for a bit. Yeah, he's been around for a bit. It seems like he it's to me, it seems like he's kind of catching a stride again. From I'm happy for him. Oh, absolutely. Cause he was, I think he was like the main event or like the co-main for a prelim um earlier this year as well, I think. So hey, you know, shouts out to him. I hope he keeps on winning. Hey, um, I know that he just, uh he just handled Aliquinta like that. That's crazy. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I think he might have had like a couple losses recently, but I know this is uh good for him coming off of that. 
So shouts out to them. And I can't remember as to who we fought off the top of my head right now. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure off the top of my head. I'll look into it and I'll I'll look I'll look into it and I'll let us let the people know. But, but. um the main the main card started yes. off with Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler. <laughs> Instant classic. Man, what? Instant classic. What? Yo, that fight was so amazing. I, to be honest with you, I don't even know how a fight like that was the opening. That that fight was so good, it could have been the main event. And it went to a decision. It this went fu- to this fight reminds me of what happened last week with Cody San or Corey Sanhagen um versus Piotr Jan. Like it was so good that by the time the next fights like came around, it was like, man, like I like everything else leading up to here was just so like it was so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was at the beginning of this card. Like that fight just had it was nonstop from pretty much beginning to end. Yeah, and they and listen, the thing that was impressive was also like Justin Gage, he was able to still hold he was able to stuff the takedown for the most part. He was able to get Michael Chandler once he even got Michael Chandler on just from the ground game itself, right? We're not even talking about the stand-up, which was the majority of the fight, it seemed like, minus the third round, of course. Like Justin Gaethje was he came out there, he pretty much was he I'm not gonna say he dominated because like he they were going back and forth, they yeah. were throwing punches. And even I think it was in the second round after Michael Chandler got dropped, he was like, yo, come on, keep going. Keep coming. Come on. Let's keep going. Let's keep. Well, no, it wasn't the second. It was the third round, I believe. Like, he just was like, yo, just come on. Let's keep going. You punch me in the face. Let's keep going. Like, the fight was so amazing. Justin Gaethje took damage. I haven't seen a post from Justin, not Justin Gaethje, but Michael Chandler, where he was like, yo, I messed up. He's like, I really went head to head with. He's like, I went toe to toe with the highlight reel. And now my face is unrecognizable. So, like, <laughs> like the, it was crazy, man. Like, I, to me, I think that might have been that honestly, there's a possibility that could be a contender for one of the best fights this year. Easily yeah. on the list of, of fights this year. Like, that, that fight was just super impressive. The next fight after that fight was also super impressive. Um, one of my favorite people to watch at Featherweight right now. Um, Shane Burgos versus Billy Q Quarantillo or Tio, if I'm not mistaken. Quarantillo. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he won by decision. That fight was also a good back and forth fight. Um, Shane Burgos, I feel like he had the the more crisp boxing in that match and also um, was throwing kicks, you know, throughout the match that I think slowed down Billy Q enough. And mm-hmm. it was a. Uh, it was an impressive win in my mind, and um, I I'm curious to see how Shane Burgos goes from here. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see how Shane Burgos goes from here, but I was so much more interested in Billy Q after this fight, just because it even, I mean, granted, like by the time we got to the third round, it was I think it was kind of obvious who was winning this fight at that who was gonna who was winning that round especially or who was take who had taken enough damage definitely from those kicks right right but. To me, it seemed, it was very interesting seeing how, to me, initially, I had Billy Q winning the first round. And then after that, it kind of got, it it kind of it kind of went out of his favor after that for the most part. But he, the thing about him was that he stayed in, he stayed in Shane Burgos' nose the whole time. It, to me, at one point, I did feel as though he 
there was a possibility that he could walk away with a win until we got to the third round, of course. And once the third round kind of came, it, it, it showed the difference, but I'm interested to see what happens with Shane Burgos, but as well as Billy Q after this. Now in the next fight, we had Marlon Cheeto Vera versus Frankie Edgar. I had Frankie Edgar, or at least I had wanted Frankie Edgar to win this fight. Um, unfortunately, he did not, even though I do feel that he was winning the first two rounds of this fight. But Mar- Marlon Cheeto Vera came through with a front kick and knocked him out cold. Well, I don't want to say cold. Yeah, he, he hit him cleanly. Yeah, probably the best it, way to put it. Yeah, it was a it was a clean. He it was just a flush knockout. Like he, because I agree. At from watching the fight, I felt as though Frankie Edgar was Frankie Edgar was winning the fight for the most part in those first two rounds. But listen, before the fight, Marlon Vera has said, "Yo." I'm coming to prove a point and take this guy out of here. And you saw, you even could tell, like, you would have thought there was, like, serious bad, bad blood between these two. Now, if there is, I may not be familiar with that history. But in, in the history only could be so far because Marlon, Marlon, Cheetah Vera, he's only been around for so long, right? So, like, in comparison to Frank Yeager. But, yeah, like, they, there was talks in between the round there was talks in between the rounds as they were going back to the corners and Frank Edgar was he was doing what he needed to I I did feel I can understand why he was a little upset after the first round where he felt like Chita Vera had uh kicked him after the bell but after that man he did he tried what he could but there's a thing there's a reason why Chita Vera has been like he's been a talk for a while. Like he's, he's been someone that I, I definitely remember. We've been, t- we've talked about a couple of times on here. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting, man. Just see what's going on. Like I personally am curious to see what happens in his next fight, but like at the same point in time, like he, he got the win, you know, you can't really take it away from him in any type of way. Shouts out to him. Like he did what he did now. Also, you know, another wrong call for me. And I, you know, the last time this happened, I said I was never going to vote or go against her again in my picks. I really did. And I just, I did it again. And, Told you, man. But here's the thing about the Rose Namunas fight, right? And Zhang Weilei. Zhang Weilei, like, I feel like she at least proved that, you know, she didn't just she just got caught you know what i mean now she did lose this fight but this fight was way more competitive and way more close i actually want to watch this fight again just to like see how i would uh score it the second time around you're you're dying to give it to <laughs> no Zang not even i just i just want to see what it would be like just because like i it was close but i thought rose won i thought she did yeah. enough oh yeah absolutely i felt like rose did enough I felt like Rose did enough one, two. I've, I, it did seem somewhat close at certain moments. But to me, my thing was that it seemed like Rose, it was weird. So from what I remember is that it, to me, it seemed like Rose, Rose was pressing the issue at one point. But it was just, it was just weird where even where it felt like Zane Wayne Lee, she was, she was trying to do enough, but it wasn't enough when you're going against someone like Rose. Like, like I said, I'm never betting against Rose. I think I betted against her one time, I think in her rematch against um, Joanna. But after that, bro, she's the, she's, she's her for a reason. I do. I think they could fight again. I think I do believe they will fight again at some point, especially if Rose stays the champion. Um, The performance was 
the performance was so good that it's not surprising if, the, if these fighters end up seeing each other again. So it was a great fight. I'll definitely be watching this again. Um, ironically enough, I fell asleep during this card. Right before the main card came on, I fell or before the main event and the prelims came on, I fell asleep. And I ironically woke up to Rose, no, to, yeah, to Rose walking out. So I, the first fight I saw of the night was Rose Rose versus Zhang Weili. So the one thing I'll say I'll, I'll disagree with you about is because Zhang Weili and Rose fought twice now and Rose has won both of those um, times, I think it's going to be a, uh, I think Zhang Weili is really gonna have to do a lot to get to the third shot. You know, now she's capable oh, yeah. of doing that, but um, she's gonna have to beat a couple people at least. Oh, yeah, I, well, yeah, definitely, I agree there. I think my thing is this: I think they'll fight again. I just don't think it's gonna be right away. I don't think it's a rematch type of thing. I think, <clears throat> I think when they fight again, I don't think it's gonna be a rematch type of thing. I think it's gonna be more of a, hey. You had to fight X, Y, and Z, and you made your way. She earned her. She'll have to earn her shot back to the title for back for a title. Definitely after losing, you fought for the belt. You fought twice. You lost the belt once, and then you lost in the rematch between with Rose. So it's it's hard to be like. Oh, it's hard for me to say like. Oh, though, she'll be seeing. She'll be fighting Rose again, or not. A, whoa, 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 whoa. Rose beat Rose didn't beat her for the belt, did she, or did she? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. That's cool. how she I, got the belt back. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. I, I for a sec, bro. Listen. I for a second, I had to just, I had to double check before. I didn't want to make, I didn't want someone to be on the comments like, "Yo, this guy doesn't know anything." No. No. You're good. You're good. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. But no, you're but, good. But yeah. So. So yeah. So my thing is like. I I do believe that we'll fight again. Like Rose had Rose beat her, Rose beat her for the belt, and then she beat her in the rematch. So there's there's going to be some time until Zane Whaley can fight for the belt again. But it's it could be a situation where it's just like a DC or somebody like that, where you're better than the rest of the division of the division, but you're not better than the champion. Similar to what some 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 were trying to say about uh, Co- I think it was DC said that about Kobe Covington. Where he's like, yo, you're if if Usman wasn't the champion, you would be the champion. I mean, but Usman is the champion. You know, I know exactly. the, the tribal chief is listening to this somewhere, smiling. You know, I'm sure he he's thankful that we're here to cover this win by Kamara Usman. He's praising God right now that we have the chance to speak about this because he's so happy because he called it. Exactly, yeah. actually. Decision and everything. Damn. Oh, man. I wish he was here for this one, man, because he definitely would be saying something. He, he's smiling somewhere right now. Oh, of course. He has to. Like, this... <clears throat> listen, man, this was... this was, To me, I think this fight, this rematch between Kamaru Usman and Kobe Covington was everything... It, it lived up to, what it, to his expectations. But at the same time, we all got what we wanted was for Kamaru Usman to walk away with the belt, with the strap one more time and send Kobe Covington on his way packing. Now, the fight to me, it was five rounds where there were some close rounds. I did feel as though Kamaru Usman, I, I, I feel like Kamaru Usman may have lost one round to me, but overall, I felt like, it, I felt like to me, 
there were close rounds, but he did enough to actually say like, hey, you're fighting the champion, yo. I will give one thing I will say, I'll give Colby Covington credit on. He, I would say he got a takedown on Kamaru Usman. Some will try to say he didn't, but I mean, but that's just a paper champ. That's a, that's a paper, that's a paper belt. That's not like a, a real thing you can take home. So, well, here's why I see it, right? It's like, it's like this to me and you, I saw a takedown. The UFC records didn't <laughs> see a takedown. That's so crazy, man. That's the way it is. Like now, if they change it in the records, then you know whatever. But you know, as of today, Kamar Usman's takedown defense is one hundred percent. Imagine, imagine DC won gold in the Olympics, correct? I'm pretty sure he did. If I'm not yeah, mistaken, I believe so. So, imagine a a medalist. It doesn't even have to be a gold medal. Imagine a medalist in wrestling for the Olympics. An Olympic medalist from in wrestling says, "Oh no, that's a takedown," and they're like, "Nah, that's not a takedown, bro. Nah, keep it pushing." Nah, nah yo, not not there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not gonna do that in the Olympics. Not to me. That's like everything to them. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying the fact that someone that has wrestled in the Olympics is like, "Yeah, nah, that's a takedown." But on the record board, he's wrong. it's like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Get him out. Uh, he's keep, wrong. Keep. It's like, okay, just sit, just sit next to Joe Rogan. He'll tell you everything you need to know. He might like, as well know as much as about wrestling as John Anik, because that's what the record <laughs> books say. It is what it is. Now, we have one more fight coming on this next weekend. Uh, you know, we actually have given a prediction for this fight. El Pantera himself, or Lyle likes to roll the R, so I'll say... El Pantera this past this next weekend against the Bless Express Max Holloway on Saturday. I have Max Holloway. Spence, I know you have Max Holloway. I don't even got to ask oh. you because I know you like Max Holloway. Of course. I, listen, bro. After seeing what he did before, I always go with Max. Listen, there's, there's too blessed to be stressed. Drink some water, put your mask on, baby. Too blessed to be stressed. We're on the Blessed Express, and it's going down in two days. <laughs> in two days, we're on the Blessed Express, baby, and it's going down in two days. Are you there? Are you getting off? Because there's only one way to go. It's the only, only way to go is up. And you only go up if you go to the max. Now, max Holloway. Pulling it back from the max. <laughs> <laughs> we had one more event happen this past weekend. I didn't get a chance to watch it. But uh, Canelo fought Caleb Plant and beat him and, you know, finished him as we all predicted on the last episode. Yeah, um, I I didn't have a chance to watch this fight at all. Um, I did watch some of the highlights. Caleb, Caleb Plant thought he would do... I, I'll say this, Caleb Plant lasted longer than I expected. He actually, um, I believe he got knocked out in the 11th round of the fight. So, which was very interesting. So I can't, I'm not going to trip there. Um congratulations to Canelo. Actually, something that was very interesting that I saw before the 268 fight, right, was Kamaru Usman was in an interview, and he he casted a line out there. And what I just want to get your thoughts on this real quick. Of his words were, when have we ever seen two fighters in the same division in their primes, at the top of their game, fight each other. It's like, 
and they're both champions. Barely ever happens. And he's he pretty much tipped his toe out there to say he wants to fight Canelo. So I personally, well, I, before I even say what I think personally, I, I I probably would be speaking for a while if I said what I wanted to say. But go ahead. So here's what I'll say, right? Um, I think there's multiple reasons why Kamara Usman would best be best not fighting Canelo other than money. If he's doing it solely for money, then it's like, all right, you know, or maybe he just wants the experience of boxing, you know, what a lot of people consider to be like one of the best boxers on the planet. So like, I, I see that. That being said though, um, if, if he has any ambitions of winning, and I don't think a lot of people would expect him to win, he should not do that. And anybody who wants to compare that to a McGregor situation, McGregor's known for his stand-up. Kamaru Usman is not. They're two totally different fighters. Exactly. Exactly. I think the thing that kind of can, can throw people off at times is like, hey, you had this crazy slugfest with Colby Covington in, your first, in the first bout between each other. And now all of a sudden, eat the we'll eat the we'll drink the Kool Aid of oh he can actually stand up and fight. You're not beating Canelo. I'll put it. I'll say this first and foremost. I think for a money play, of course, it, uh, it always comes down to money. Of course, right? For right. a payday, I think it's a great payday. Do I think he'll he may take a chance of hurting himself in the long run? Absolutely, absolutely. Because I think I've seen what Canelo's done when he's not guys out that were the Amir Khans of the world, right? Amir Khan, talented fighter, has some accolades, but he's at a certain tier, right? He only got he tier talent-wise in terms of, like, competition. Great fighter, but there's tiers to this, right? Kamar Usman would have a hard... He would have a long day with Amir, with Amir Khan, Amir Khan-level fighter, let alone someone like Canelo who knocked Amir Khan out like he was blowing a match out. I don't think people really understand like the level of like difference between skill levels of some certain fighters. You know what I mean? Um, and that's not to say Kamaru Usman hasn't improved drastically from his moment in the UFC, but like you're talking, you're not talking about like <clears throat> another fighter. You're talking about Canelo, like Canelo. You know what I mean? That's like, um, I don't even have a good analogy for it. It's just not a good idea. Yeah, it, it's a bad idea. Like, do I think I'm not? I'll put it like this. I think at that point, your the bet is really how many, how often will he be able to touch Canelo? Which I don't think is going to happen too much because I just don't think it's going to happen. Now, if he fought Canelo, Canelo before he was Canelo, which is pre Floyd, he might be able to hit him. Well, let me ask you this, right? If if Canelo and Camaro were to actually fight, do you think Frank Gore and Darren Williams would be on the the undercard of that? Or do you think that's more of a like circus fight? Actually, you know what it's the undercard for, right? Oh God. Don't <laughs> tell me it's Logan Paul. It is, isn't it? In Tommy Fury, December 17th, I think. It's a circus fight. 
this is more of the circus fight than the listen we can't you can't shake your head too much right because it's on record we have all said where we have no problem with logan paul fighting tommy fury because this is a real fight and he's putting inner we already classify that as a real fight real stiff comp real competition he's just putting some something that's more entertaining on here i'm not sure if you saw frank gore did you see frank gore's uh video no. <laughs> you might want to check the chat, bro. All right, I'll check the chat um after this, I guess. I I mean, I'll I'm interested to see them fight. You know who actually I'll be interested to see fight again? Um Ocho Cinco. Why not? You know, maybe he doesn't want to give it another chance or maybe he's just, you know, wanted to do that one off, but I thought it was interesting. I thought it was cool to see him. He's the only one who actually was boxing a boxer, even if the boxer was like zero and two, you know what I mean? He's still boxing. It doesn't, hey, look, man, he went in there and he attempted it. So good for him. No, nah, that's true. That's definitely true. So, I mean, I, I, I think it'd be interesting. Well, there's a lot more. Hopefully there's more that comes from that and we get to see, hopefully we're able to see more from like fighters like that. I can't hear a word you're saying. Oh, shit. Listeners, if he keeps this part in, Nigel can't hear anything right now because he got a frontal, right? His beard yeah, not even his. Shit. He got a wig for a beard. It's not did not I was just talking to Nigel just the other day, right? And he told me some something crazy, right. like, yo, because really, anybody that's that. listening to this that may not know what Nigel looks like, he's a bald gentleman with a beard, right? And the interesting thing was I sent him something where someone had gotten like a um, a unit on a head. And Nigel was like, yo, I got to get one of those. He actually told me he wanted to get the Shamar Moore braid wig. So I'm very <laughs> interested. <laughs> wow. That's, <laughs> that's what I come on. <laughs> come back to. Yeah, you should have. Bro, I, I told the listeners, your, your beard is a wig. You mm. said you about to get the front. <laughs> you about to get the frontal. Uh, that's why you couldn't hear anything, man. The the so the, the, the oxtail. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, listen, the glue from the glue from the frontal is melting, man. It got into his ears a little that's bit. Crazy. That's crazy. The beard being a wig, a wig is crazy. Like, <laughs> Yo. it's not even real. No, yo, you've never seen that before? No, Have I've you seen, seen it. <laughs> I've seen that, it. That looks crazy. If I were to get anything, it would be like, I would have to be on the top of my head, man. Like, it's that shit is my brother. Get the, get the Shamar Moore braids, bro. My brother is, was blessed with a full <laughs> headed hair, and I was not, unfortunately. Just the way it is. So, um, one thing that was crazy that happened this week, and it's like in a string of a long list of bad events for the Raiders is uh, Henry Ruggs was in a car accident this week that unfortunately um, killed uh, a woman and her dog. And, you know, he was driving apparently 156 miles an hour and was also drunk at the time. Um, it's obviously not a good look for him in any type of way. So definitely RIP to that woman, but the whole situation is sad. On the flip yeah. side of that, there's a, a cornerback who I guess was waving his guns on IG and saying he was going to kill somebody, and the Raiders released him as well. So what's wrong with now? Hold on, it, it gets better, right? So <laughs> it both, gets better. Antonio yeah. Brown better? No, no, no. So 
both of them were first round picks in I think 2018. So they've now effectively lost two of their first round picks. They were saying that um draft class is like cursed essentially. I really I, I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but like it's pretty it's pretty crazy. So like definitely my bad, go ahead. Well, no, I was gonna say you can bring it up. Um you can bring up the stats next week, actually. Next week we're gonna bring it up. But uh yeah. Definitely RIP to that woman. That situation is really crazy, though. Yeah, um, RIP to that woman. That's very sad. Um, I mean, this it's sad to see how people can kind of throw it all away, just living in the moment. Um, hopefully, I I don't know. It's, it seems like it's going to be a lot for Henry Ruggs. I I pray for him as well, only because like to take any life hat. To take a life at any in any form of fashion, especially when it's not like you're defending yourself from something, I'm quite sure that has to weigh on him at some to some capacity. So hopefully he's able to um, be resilient through that. And I and I still send prayers to the family because it's it's really sad. It's, it's sad that he uh, it's sad that a short uh, a a short decision for a moment of time of fun can end up costing so much. So right. And yeah, I mean, and to the other player, you shouldn't be waving your guns on. Look, that's a whole nother conversation in its own right. And but that's like an IG conversation of people showing their guns and stuff, right? But yeah, hey man, you learn from your mistakes. Hopefully he's able to um, I'm sure if he was a first round draft pick, he'll be picked up again you at hope. some point. And if not, you know what? It might be you trash. know what if he I don't know. He, he, Yo, and you know something? If he's not, you know what? Hopefully he can become hopefully he can become an extra in Atlanta. Cause apparently <laughs> yo. <laughs> hey, yo, actually let me not say that. He was pointing guns, threatening to kill people. I am I'm not about to play that game. That's like yeah. playing with yeah. that's like playing with Jay Prince. Well <laughs> <laughs> Kanye shows you you don't do that. Just read from the phone. So um <laughs> but in any event, um yeah, Atlanta, they've actually released a trailer, which is very um it gave me a lot of like Jordan Pill vibes. Cause it the trail, you know how typically a trailer is show you like events that happen. Mm. This trailer showed no events happening. It was just like theme music and showing different scenes of like just rooms. No people except Paperboy. And like the last, like the last scene of the trailer. So apparently Atlanta should be coming out early next year so at this what, point what i got from the trailer was that soldier or paperboy is in a situation in his career where he's made it to some type of degree yeah and i feel like um we're now going to see like the effects of that and i'm kind of curious to see like how they show how that like affects like you know all the characters in the show and whatnot oh yeah uh, that i think and that's what i gathered from it also because it Looking at him, I was just like, yeah, he looks like he's been established, which I'm not a pro I don't have a problem with because to me, this looks like the show's not picking up where the last season left off. Right. But it's a uh because we've waited a, like a couple of years at this point. So they've allotted some time and boom, now we're here at this point. I'm just hoping that the chance the rapper character <laughs> comes back again. I that I'll be honest with you, I'm very interested to see that, but I just want to make sure the listeners did know that the trailer is out and it should be coming out um, early next year, a long awaited show. 
long awaited show. I, I think this should be a really interesting, really interesting episode if it's starting from Paperboy. Starting with Paperboy being an established artist at this point. So well anything have, else? Uh nah. I'm I'm good. But the listeners, um, what they can do is follow oh. us. They can follow us on Instagram, the Highly Advised Podcast. They can follow us on Twitter, Advise Highly, and they can follow us on YouTube at the Highly Advised Podcast as well. Uh, you've been highly advised listeners. Um, Spence, do you have anything? Drink your water. Stay out the way. Yeah. Bundle up because yeah. it's getting cold outside. Yeah. yeah. You've been highly advised. Acknowledge us. <laughs> like and subscribe. You've been highly advised. Yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to figure out this voice. You got to do the thing. You're not going to do the thing? What? Or are you going you gonna to stop doing it? Shasha. I did it. Oh, Shasha. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've been highly advised. Shasha.